Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Okay, guys. Hi, guys. Hi, Pia. I'm really excited for this. I know. We've, uh, I've not seen you in years, although I feel like I see you through Instagram every day. How does that feel? Weird. That but everyone cool. has a parasocial relationship with you from Instagram? <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't have to, like, fill people in on anything because it's just like, oh, I post everything on the internet. But, but not everything, because that's the bad side of the parasocial relationship is they think you post everything. And it's like, oh, no, this is just a very minute Yeah, 1% of my... It's my glossy online editorial. Yeah, we're getting into a little bit of that with the podcast. People kind of clock things of like, oh, you talked about this six months ago. And we're I'm like, sure. oh. <laughs> yeah, because your podcast is so addictive. And then now it's like your banter. It's like you just feel like you know the two of you. So I can imagine listeners being like, oh, yeah, six months ago. The same way you will reference something that happened in like a previous episode. Like the way that you guys see all the writing and like all the little particular like nods to things is really it's the same with your listeners with you guys. Oh yeah, this is high season for us. We are in the back <laughs> we're in the back end of recapping the second season and just like that. This is a major high season. <laughs> Wait, before we get into that, we were just talking about our former professor Jessica Glasscock, which is how we met. Remember how she used to have, she had the gloves, she stuffed gloves and then had them interlacing and then made them into a headpiece. And it was her, how she warmed her head. <laughs> oh, like a very like Scaparelli type It was super DIY. Scaparelli. Yeah, it was DIY Scap. She's a full genius, Jessica. She is. She was in town a couple months ago and I took her to the Pickwick Vintage Fair and Whoa, cool. we could only get two steps because someone would stop her because of her outfits. Oh my God. She's the best. But yes, uh, I was discussing the fact, P and I were discussing, that Jessica, for some reason, a week or two ago, <laughs> sent us old photos of ourselves in her class. And I don't, Chell, it's the equivalent of whatever uh, twink death is, but for heterosexual mm -hmm. women <laughs> that like were deeply enmeshed in the uh, indie sleaze mm -hmm. of the 2008, 2009 era. I think even earlier than that. What year of school? That was, maybe we were like juniors? Yeah, we all, I mean, you and Chelsea share a sort of overlapping kind of 
joining Parsons a little bit later. Oh, yeah. hi guys, we all went to Parsons. Oh yeah, we all went to Parsons. <laughs> uh, two, yeah, but I joined later. I came from Eugene Lang. Yeah, 2006 to 2010. I never graduated, but I sh- it should. I was 2005. I started. Shell. I graduated in 2008, but I should have graduated in 2000. I don't know. I failed out of the fashion program, so. I don't have that much left, and it's a shame. But it's like a business class in, like, macroeconomics, and I'm not taking that. Because I was, I was design and management. Oh, of course. Yeah, that checks out. And we, <laughs> No, I love the design it's management It's like me and Heron Preston. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, we were, Chelsea and I met in the, do you remember the IDC program, the Integrated Design Curriculum? Yeah, I believe it's yes. the Integrated Design Program now. Yeah, which was so predictive of where careers in the industry was going to go because mm-hmm. it was basically for those that know NYU, it was like Gallatin. You build your own you build major, your own. Mm-hmm. although you had to take a lot of boring lectures about like the surveillance state in metropolitan <laughs> cities or something in order to be able to be like, I want to take a fashion history class, a graphic design mm-hmm. class, and a film class. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were crazy for that. But that was a good program. What program were you in? Same thing. Oh, same. That's how we met, but we weren't in the same year. Wait, I love you said that that checks out. What were the design and management girls like? I mean, like the design and management girls. <laughs> Chic actually like have their shit together, like uh-uh. have a have a job in mind that they could feasibly be paid money to do after they graduate, you know? Yeah, but I think it was more girls that were like, I love fashion. How do I make money? Like you guys are high, way more intellectual. I mean, I don't know about that. I think so. I think Lang was intellectual. Maybe some people in the photo department were a little bit intellectual, but I think kind of everyone at Parsons was was a bit, you know, Yeah, I'm a fashion student vibes. Oh, my God. So much stuff. My outfits at school were crazy. That's the other thing we were discussing. I mean, my outfits weren't crazy. They were just like... Sleaze. I was an American Apparel gray sweatshirt I thought was really cool and wide-legged jeans and flats. Uh-huh, 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 uh-huh. Yeah, I was just doing like really sad Kate Moss bootleg outfits like Same. everyone else that I went to college with. So it was about like the leopard jacket, the ballet flat, the skinny jean, that whole vibe. Wait, I found a bunch of croquis from when I fashion design classes and my whole... All the girls had, it was like ballerinas who, it was like punk ballerinas who like left ballet class and like put on Doc Martens with, so it was like, they had some of them had ballet flats and then it was pink leotards and then leopard jackets or leather jackets. It was very, yeah, me wanting to be Kate Moss as a California girl. We all wanted to be Kate Moss. I still want to be Kate Moss. I think I'm good now. (laughs) I've passed it because I've accepted my body shape in my aesthetic and I don't want to be something that I'm not so I'm leaning into this more you know what I mean that's good that sounds healthy yeah <laughs> like you're like blonde fashion girl like you could like that's like adjacent to you you know what I mean <laughs> like I'll never be anywhere near like a Kate Moss you know it's too- I mean I'll never be near a Kate Moss but I would love to I mean she's she is an inspiration and the fact that she is now the creative director of Diet Coke <laughs> is something that brings <laughs> immense joy to my life I was going to say we'll never be close to the Kate Moss tea, which we were never able to buy and was discontinued. Mm. They just won't fulfill my order. They keep canceling my order every time I try and buy a Kate Moss, Cosmos tea. It just like does not happen. One day. When did you guys start every outfit on Sex and the City? Uh, 
God. June 2016. She's good with dates. I can't remember shit. Well, 2016 was a fairly crazy year, but you were coming back and forth between New York and Los Angeles. I went back. Uh, I think I flunked out of New York in 2012. I was like, I can't do this anymore and went back to Los Angeles. And you were traveling back and forth and we went to El Compadre where they are famous Oof. for the flaming margaritas. I lived behind El Compadre on that. I lived like on that street. Which one? The one in West Hollywood. Oh, very cool. nice. Yeah. yeah, so I could walk to El Compadre. <laughs> yeah, that's perfect. <laughs> this is before Uber. Right, right. Yeah, A I lot know. of good stuff goes down at El Compadre. Yeah, yet we have not been in years and years. But yeah, we had uh, one too many of those flaming margaritas and started the account at the table, and Cute. here we are. It's There's a, a few more details I feel like I need <laughs> See, to See, Lauren always wants to give details. I'm like, let's just cut to the chase here. <laughs> well, after college, you were hired by many designers to do photo research, and at the dinner table, you were discussing how they always wanted these deep cut Sex in the City looks. And you were like, oh, I wish there was a website called Every Outfit on Sex in the City. It was 2016. Mm -hmm. I said that would be an Instagram. And I have no idea why we started it. And after that drunken night, why we chose to continue doing it. Because it's a huge part of our culture. And yeah, you were the same age. So it was like what we were like 13 and then moved to New York when... Well, yeah, it's why we wanted to It's be, why I wanted to yeah, move to New York. I, I will freely admit that. Yeah. it's That was I that was my <laughs> reference for everything. So this is like ingrained. Like, I remember talking to my husband about my, like, behavior in New York. And I was like, do you realize that, like, I watched Sex in the City as my Bible and then lived in Manhattan? Like, I was just like, the world is my fucking oyster. I do what I want. Like, it was nothing but, like, it was so... You were so empowered by the show. So it's just a huge part of it. I feel like who we all are. And I'm like thankful for the account because I'm like, it's so nice to just have everything here. But I'm sure you feel the same way in regards to Instagram. It's like we hit that algorithm at the right time, right mm-hmm. place, got on the Explore page. And within a month, we had 100,000 followers. Oh, wow. But I feel like you can't do that anymore. No, no, no. It's impossible. Like it's impossible. Like Unless you have up. like a scandal or like date someone famous or something. Yeah, true. Which hopefully, well, hopefully the former won't happen to us and definitely the latter is not going to happen to us. (laughs) Well, you know, you have your own. Okay, how many episodes a week? Did you do two a week and then one's Patreon and one's? We do like 1.5 a week, basically. Yeah. But now we're doing within just like that. We have the recap show or rewatch show. Someone once got mad that I said recap. It's a We're rewatching. Mm-hmm. Or no, we're rewatching the older episodes, <laughs> recapping the new episodes. There we go. And then we have a just and just after that is our after show where we take hotline calls. And that's where the real fun goes down. Just saying. When you realized the reboot was happening, talk to me about that <laughs> moment between the two of you. We yeah. didn't know what to expect, obviously, because the last thing they had produced was Sex in the City 2, which does feel like a fever dream <laughs> for everyone. <laughs> well, that, Although in retrospect, not that bad. I, it's not that bad, but it's... It's incredibly xenophobic. It's bad in that respect. Yeah. But if you can look past that, at least Samantha's in it. <laughs> yeah, that was the crazy thing is once we started the account, there was this thing of like, well, how... How long could we possibly do this? And then it was just 
Things kept fueling it. Cynthia Nixon ran for governor. Chelsea designed merch for her. We did a campaign mm. event. You we, wrote a book. We got a book. And then right around when the book came out is when they announced they were doing the series. Or they announced the third film wasn't going to happen. So there was always something new for us to talk about, oddly enough. Did Cynthia yeah. reach out to you? Cynthia? Yeah. 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 Her team did. They were Amazing. like, whatever you want to do. We designed merch. We did a fundraiser. We did a camp. We wrote and Lauren directed a campaign ad for her, which was beyond surreal. I mean, what was that like? <laughs> I think we ended up cutting this. But at one moment, it was just me and Cynthia and the cinematographer down in the subway just grabbing shots. I was like, this is incredibly. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was basically like uh, we the ad was with John Early, who's amazing. And he played just a deranged reporter that was asking her like increasingly intrusive questions about sex in the city while she was trying to like explain her platform and wow. that sort of thing. Cool. It was cute. Yeah. And I think the highlight for you and maybe to this day is that they talked about the merch you designed on The View. Yes. Career highlight. What? Career what highlight. What did they say about it? Well, they were like, God, I don't know. I have to rewatch that <clears throat> because we made shirts that said I'm a Miranda and I'm voting for Cynthia. So people were like, is acknowledging sex in the city a good idea? Is she going to be taken less seriously because oh. of this? Or is she in on the joke? And yeah. there was a discourse about that. Well, she's so different from the character that I think it's an, it's OK. Like she probably feels so comfortable bringing it up and knowing yeah. that also she's synonymous with the character. Well, also she has a sense of humor and is in and is a, you know, legitimately cool person. So she got it. It's like whether you get the joke or not. Yeah. And it was a grassroots campaign <laughs> all yeah. built by small donations. I love Element. I love Element for a multitude of reasons. One, it's delicious. Outside of the incredible health benefits, it makes me drink so much more water because basically every morning I wake up, I make my matcha and then I make one giant bottle of water and I pour sometimes if I'm feeling feisty, I'll put two elements in there and that thing is gone by noon where usually it would be, a, it would be outrageous for me to drink one in the course of the day. Outside of that, I feel great. And I'll tell you why. Because it contains a science-backed electrolyte ratio, which is 1,000 milligrams of sodium, 200 milligrams of potassium, and 60 milligrams of magnesium. And guess what? There's no other garbage in there. There's no sugar. There's no coloring. Nothing. It's formulated to help anyone with their electrolyte needs and is perfectly suited for, you know, maybe you're keto. Maybe you're low-carb. Maybe you're paleo. It doesn't affect that. It is extremely important to replenish electrolytes because we lose them doing essentially everything. If you're like me, you lose them a lot because you exercise frequently and maybe you like to drink a lot of booze. It's really a one-two punch for losing electrolytes. And so I replenish them as often as possible. But even like if you're getting in your steps, like any sort of activity, we're just, we're just losing these electrolytes and they need to be replenished. And right now, Element is offering my listeners a free sample pack with any purchase. It's eight single serving packs free with any order. This is a great way to try all eight flavors. Grapefruit is my personal favorite. So get yours at drinkelement.com slash PM. The deal is only available through my link. You must go to D-R-I-N-K-L-M-N-T dot com slash Pia. If you don't like it, I will, I will personally apologize to you because this stuff is my absolute faith. With signature offerings that help you move, eat, and sleep well, Westin Hotels make travel an opportunity to enhance 
all your well-being while you're away. Because like, obviously we all love to travel if we can, but it's also kind of like annoying getting off your routine. And maybe sometimes you don't sleep your best or eat your best. And that's why Weston is here for you. Because at Weston, you can work out how you want with a variety of fitness options. First of all, they have the Weston Workout Fitness Studios, which are fabulous and equipped with state-of-the-art equipment. You can go on a group run led by Weston's Run Concierge, which is amazing. It'll show you the beautiful little local hikes and runs around the hotel. And you can do your own thing in your guest room with the Weston's Gear Lending Program. How cool is that? They bring up fabulous gear, like they have bala bands. It's so amazing. Plus, you can eat well with Weston's Eat Well menu. The Weston chefs have crafted dishes for your well-being in mind, so you can choose what's right for you based on portion size, nutritional balance. And then you can recharge your body and mind with restorative sleep. Did you know that Weston makes their own beds, and they're called a heavenly bed? And you can buy them for your own home because people are so in love with these beds that they're now available for purchase. They are cozy and fabulous. You're going to get a great night's sleep and you can wind down naturally with their Sleep Well Lavender Balm, which eases tension and soothes the sentiments. Weston Hotels are also part of Marriott Bonvoy, which is an extraordinary portfolio of hotels and award-winning travel programs. At Weston, you can move well, eat well, and sleep well on the go. Find wellness at Weston. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way. Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Hi, I'm Dr. Will Cole. As a leading functional medicine practitioner, I have had the unique position to see so many alchemize their pain and health problems to their purpose. Now I want the same for you. This podcast is the manifesto for a new breed of health seekers, where there is a fresh infusion of grace and lightness into wellness. This is the art of being well. Join me every Thursday for a new episode. And then the announcement comes out for the show, the reboot. Mm-hmm. And are you guys just like, oh, this is our Super Bowl? Yeah. Uh, basically. Well, also, I think there was a part of like, I guess we got to keep doing this. Because <laughs> at a yeah. certain point, we were like, oh, maybe people would like our thoughts beyond Sex and the City. We were also going a little crazy just talking about <laughs> Sex and the City. So that's when we, in 2021, we started the podcast. So then when they announced it, we were like, oh, well, I guess we got to talk about it. And mm-hmm. then it just... And then that first season was what it was, and it felt like, I don't know, a therapy session. And increasingly, these episodes feel like therapy sessions. Yeah. Someone called in and did a welfare check on me. They were like, is Lauren okay? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we've been going through a lot with this show. What do you think about it? Yeah, I want to hear your take. I I have goosebumps. I (laughs) I cry watching it like I'm in high school. Because of the nostalgia of it. Right. Like, I can't, I can't disconnect. I can't be like, oh, this is like, no, I don't like, it seems very obvious to be like, oh, it's not good. It's like, okay, everyone, there's clearly like a lot of thought behind the re, like everything that they're doing. There's a bunch of people who we have trusted with this show for a long time making decisions. 
I think Che got too much airtime. I think that, but, and then she's like, her character went from being this powerhouse to like this sad thing very quickly. I don't like that. I don't, the whole Aiden thing, I don't, I mean, <laughs> what we went through last week was a lot. And yeah. I don't know. I cried when Big, like when Big died, I cried like my own father had died. Like yeah. I was really, uh, did you? I, I, I mean, we screamed. I, I mean, I screamed I because it was more because of, I sobbed too, but I think what was jarring was the, and just like that big died. I was like, oh, they didn't just do that. Yeah. Like I didn't just watch this. I think I was more in shock by the entire thing. Mm. But yeah, of course that was incredibly moving and Sarah Jessica Parker's acting is spectacular in that episode. So many women at that age lose their partners. And I, would, I it would, yeah, because you, because the whole thing at like when it shift, it was supposed to be her happy ending. Right. Like mm-hmm. the whole thing was supposed to be like they end up together. So that was really I don't know. The first I th- definitely like the second season more than the first season. Yeah. I mean, you crash land in such a different tone. Yeah. But it is. I think it's fine. When we heard that John Corbett was announced he was going to be in the second season, I was like, actually, this makes sense. Right. Because he so wanted a traditional family structure, the wife, the kids, mm-hmm. the house in the suburbs. And she wanted big. And now that they both fulfilled that, maybe they could be together and they're finally on, as they say, the same page on the same level. But then to like rewrite that maybe this was actually her true love. Yeah, it's I think it's that, a lot. I think like I don't know many people who have gotten back with an ex. So I feel like this is like an uncommon thing and they're doing it for us, obviously, because who are they gonna? What actor would they bring in to be Carrie's new John Ham? Oh my god, it was Justin Thoreau for a third time, a, a but third a different, different character. character. <laughs> that's what we keep pitching. Yeah, yeah that's he's what been I want. Two already, huh? Yeah, and both writers, so he could be another writer. He could be writing a profile about Carrie for <laughs> the cut. I yeah. love it, John Ham. But they wouldn't. It would be. It would need. They wouldn't. It would like my. The thing that I keep saying is, and I understand a lot of it maybe we don't get because we're not women of, of that age, and there's definitely things for women of of that age that we can't appreciate, but I just don't understand the overall message. I get making Carrie single again, but let her date in her 50s. I, it feels like the message is like, ladies, you can find love in your 50s as long as you met them in your 30s. Yeah, I, but who knows how this is going to... Yeah. What, are they going to break up a third time, Pia? (laughs) What, are they going to not? Like, you think they're going to end, like, she's going to be like a farm girl? I'm scared that she's moving to Virginia. Also, why does her, hold on, we're skipping, it's my brain because there's so much to talk about. Why does her apartment look like that? Oh, I know. What are those fucking shelves above her tiny teen bed? I, well, we talk about the tiny beds all the time. There's the tiniest beds on this show. It's so... It's so bizarre, and it's something that Roxanne Gay brought to my attention when the second film came out, because she was like, literally, why are they sharing, like, a full-size bed? It must just be for camera purposes. Yeah. That's what I have to assume, <laughs> but we listen to a lot of interviews that they do, and no one has addressed this. Yeah, we they need to address to... this world where the 1% is, like, in tiny <laughs> twin beds. Her shelves above the off 
centered odd shelves above the bed and bright yellow is really hard for me. I think the redesign of her apartment, I think what's hard about it is that it kind of contradicts the persona of the girl we know her to be. Like that's what those kind of fashion girls apartments look like. They would never, she would never decorate it like that. Mm Mm-hmm. She wouldn't like teal as like the overarching motif of the overarching color for her, you know, apartment. Yes, I've gotten a rap for thinking that the show is bad. And it's not that I think that it's bad. It's just like the execution. They just shifted it a couple of degrees because it is odd that a woman of her age and of her socioeconomic uh, strata is still in this tiny apartment she lived in in her 30s. Just make it her office. You can give Carrie a brand new apartment that's cool, and then she goes there once a week or every episode because she's writing. Why doesn't she have a podcast? What did you think about the podcast going away? Did you feel seen with the podcasting storyline? <laughs> did you? <laughs> I mean, no, because both of us would do vaginal wellness spawn and like live for it. One, yes, one hundred percent. I mean, also, I must compliment you. You are so good at it. It astounds me at uh, doing like organic sounding spawn con oh, thank like you. on your podcast. <laughs> like you. it's literally it's incredible. I mean, I like all the products. I'm really lucky that I get to be, like I'm really into all the products. See, you're lucky with that. Our, our podcast, our podcast agent isn't going to listen. <laughs> Ad agent isn't going to listen to this. But like one day a fast growing trees dot com. <laughs> it, it wasn't even an opportunity. It was just like great. They approved two spots. And I was like. Wait, we don't remember, like, <laughs> saying yes to this. <laughs> so there are, there are things that... So Lauren's doing spawn for, for fast-growing trees. Here's the thing I'm honestly going to cry. Here's the thing with having two people is there... You, you can delegate. There are some things, like the episode descriptions, I don't enjoy doing, so I Chelsea does them. So much. And things like the ads, I'm like, I'll, I'll happily do them. Every day when I get out of the shower... I slather my body in Oak Essentials. Oak Essentials is a line full of luxurious products that really work, especially if you're trying to achieve that natural, no makeup, makeup look. Launched in 2021 by the team behind Jenny Kane, Oak Essentials is known for its simple approach to self-care with a lineup of foundational skincare staples made with high-quality ingredients to create products that drive results. Like, same thing as their fabulous brand that we all love so much. Oak Essentials aims to unlock healthy, glowing skin with decadent, hydrating ingredients that give you a luxe, dewy glow. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if you've noticed that my skin is extra glowy lately. It's really because I'm slathered in all of these products and they're just so yummy. The approach to aging with Oak Essentials is really like centered on the idea to help you look and feel beautiful. So they have an amazing moisture-rich balm, which is a nutrient-rich balm that supports collagen production and delivers serious hydration, which allows for a luminous glow. The balm will make you never want to wear makeup again. Your natural skin looks so good. What I am also obsessed with is the Dew Body Oil. The lightweight body oil that absorbs instantly and improves the tone and texture of your skin from head to toe. I have to tell you, I'm obsessed with this oil because it does soak in so quickly. I'm not sticky all day long. Like my skin just drinks it up. Oak Essential is the go-to skincare brand for radiant glowing skin. My followers are lucky enough to get 15% off your first order when you use code BEST at checkout. So that's 15% off your first order at O-A-K-E. 
E-S-S-E-N-T-I-A-L-S.com, promo code BEST. Whether you're starting from scratch or filling in the gaps, Oak Essentials gives you one less thing to worry about. And you should treat yourself because you deserve it. Parallel is really at the center of my supplement routine because it's the first and only OBGYN founded vitamin offering that has targeted vitamin routines for all the unique stages of a woman's hormonal life from pre-kids to trying through pregnancy and into postpartum. And I know because I've taken all of these supplements through all of those different times. Each product is meticulously formulated using their founding team of world-class doctors, which includes OBGYNs, maternal fetal medicine doctors, and endocrinologists in partnership with functional medicine doctors, nutritionists, and even doulas. So it's really the first product that I've ever encountered that both Western and Eastern medicine practitioners agree on. I took the mom multi-pack right out of the hospital with Carmela, and I took that for a long time just because it made me feel so good. And then I switched over to the conception pack because you could take that six to 12 months before you start trying. That's what the doctors recommend. So I've been on that. I have Davide on the men's multi. And by the way, these are all supplements that before parallel, I was outsourcing myself, like trying to find buying all separately. And they just put everything together in these little easy packets. On top of that, I am nothing without their PCOS formula. I'm telling you, I do not go a day without taking it. It has everything you need to manage your PCOS symptoms. All the parallel packets are under $50 a month when you subscribe. So it's less than $2 a day. And like I said, if you were to source all these things separately, it's easily, easily over $100 a month. Exclusively for Everything is the Best listeners, Parallel is offering 15% off your first three months with code BEST15. So head to Parallel.co. That's P-E-R-E-L-E-L.co. You can cancel any time with a 30-day money-back guarantee. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. I feel, you know, I'm lucky of Dear Media. So they, it's like, you know, I think it's every six months we rediscuss what I'm interested in talking about for my sponsor. You know, like it's very, we make sure that everything is really in line. I mean, I used to just say yes to everything because I was like, I just want the money. And now I'm like, I can't recommend things that I'm not using because if people don't trust me, then I don't have any, then what are they? You're in your mid Kim Kardashian stage, right? Remember oh the beginning of keeping up, they just said, <laughs> you know, they would do the... What were they? The diet shakes? And then also like a Carl's Jr. commercial. And now, you know, now it's a little more streamlined. (laughs) The Carl's Jr. We're still in the early Kim Kardashian. Like, yeah, we'll do that. Yeah, totally. Yeah, early Kim Kardashian. Like, I'm at the sugar factory step and repeat. What was it? A million dollar milkshakes, right? They would open those in West Hollywood and Oh, Dubai. that was a big deal there. Yeah, Dubai and stuff. It was like a lot of candy stuff, which I was like, I know you're not. I also like I'm a mom and I feel like I like like I know my family members listen to this and stuff. So I have to be like, I assume nobody listens to it. And so when I run into someone that I know and they're like, oh, I listen to your podcast. I was like, why would you? That's so weird. Like, 
I don't like how I sound on here. I probably sound like an idiot. It's the easiest way to get. But you guys have something to talk about. Like I, I'm just like derp derp derp. Oh, but I also feel the exact same way when someone tells me they listen. I'm like, why? why? I'm and well, like, yes, we are full idiots. <laughs> well, also, our friends like we'll be out for cocktails and they're like, oh yeah, I listened to last week's episode. It's like, why? We're right here. <laughs> <laughs> like, if you want to talk about Roni, we can talk about Roni. Like. <laughs> Rowdy. But then I, I won't lie. There are certain friends who will ask me about stuff that we do talk about in the podcast. And there's just a part of me. I never say it. I never verbalize it. But there's a part of me that's like. You didn't listen. Well, also, it's like, you can just listen to the podcast. Oh. <laughs> I talk about it in great detail. <laughs> that's really funny. Wait, hold on. So what do you, I mean, I don't, what do you guys think about it? What do you think about, I know you guys don't like Che. How could we. Okay. Well, new controversial opinion. Che outside Mir- the Miranda relationship, we're digging. Yeah, I don't know if it's like that. a Stockholm Syndrome situation with me or if like they have just really done a good job at sort of bringing Che up this season. But yeah, I'm not hating on Che. Wait, what I can't stand is the kids and all of that stuff. Mm. Like this, the the bountiful amount of side characters that sort so of many side take attention away from, you know. LTW's son's girlfriend? I didn't care about that. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Well, she has a name. It's Baxter. And, <laughs> and that's not even a, a side character. I don't know if you ever watched the show True Blood, but I was obsessed with True Blood and I had to stop watching because they started to give the side characters their own side characters. Yeah, and you guys talk about that a lot, the side characters. Yeah. side characters. Like the... yeah. The vet, the veteran, the woman who's the uh, runs the vet that where Che works. Good side, good, good side, side character. character. Good side side character. That's the weird thing is we do we do now in recent weeks realize like oh there's actually several spinoffs we would watch. I would watch a whole LTW in her oh, documentary yeah, yeah, career. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would watch a a zany thirty minute workplace comedy with Che and that woman Judy. Yeah, Judy. <laughs> I wish the show had worked out for Che. I thought that was interesting. Wait, yeah. hold on. Why are we not talking about this? Carrie being homies with Che, Miranda would never be okay with that. The oh. amount that they are hanging out and oh. that she's renting the apartment. Post breakup? Yes. Yeah. They're doing I see that, that to keep Che around, but it's no friend would be like, especially the way that Miranda was so like cunty to big all the time and like very protective <laughs> of Carrie. There's no way that there's a world where Carrie's just calling Che to come with me to like and the Miranda should have found out about that gotten mad about it that should have been a thing like why did Che go with it's very it's weird because we needed to spend 10 minutes of the episode having Charlotte buy condoms for her adult (laughs) daughter that's why we couldn't get that scene Pia although I do think that it is true to queer culture that your exes are just around you know it's kind of different I think yeah, yeah, but, 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 what if, but she doesn't know if she's a part of queer culture. She's been roped into it non-consensually. Mm. Wait, but Chell, what if I had a separate friendship with your ex and asked them to come to things that I did and murder without you? Murder. I don't think I would be mad about that. What? I'm on good terms with my exes. All right. Mm-mm. <laughs> but you would never do that. Sorry, I have to make a call. No. <laughs> <laughs> you would never do that. What I what scene that I really enjoyed as a woman who's had many interactions sexually in apartments in New York City in my twenties was Miranda going back to what's her face's apartment and it being like a shithole and her like stepping in cat litter. Oh yeah. Amelia Carsey. Oh, 
our hotline blew up because to your point of like, you guys remember everything. Sometimes <clears throat> we don't. And then the hotline blows up and they're like, did you forget that Miranda had a cat? This goes so against type. But it's like, I don't. She don't doesn't think... care about the cat. Yeah. She cares about the, the cat, cat litter. Mean. And the litter's in the middle of the yeah. fucking apartment. But I also I also did feel that too, Pia. Like the she realness so, of that. She looked so good. This was going to be her moment. And then it got hot for one second. And then it just went. I was like, we've been there. Some yeah. of us, I mean, I've been in apartments with a man that I thought was like so hot where I walked in and I was like, oh no. And which they did in the first season when Carrie sleeps with the 20 something year old guy. Oh yeah, the 20 something year old. Which was, who was Timoth that? Timothy Oliphant. I was about to say Matthew mm -hmm. Lillard. Someone from the Scream <laughs> franchise, <laughs> Carrie fucked in season one. Um, but I think that's where the series should have started. When Miranda is like, oh, I'm different, but dating is not. Dating is as shitty in my 50s mm -hmm. as it is in my 30s. I was like, that should have been said in the first three episodes of season one. But Her life is so rough. It's like, and then Brady having his like attitude problem, that shitty Brady's shitty girlfriend. Like, I was like, poor Miranda. Like, if you just got rid of the kids, it wouldn't be that big of a deal that you have three new characters. It's just a lot of story to serve. It's a, I'm calling the season at times a rated R version of Modern Family, but it's mm. a modern family level of characters. There's 11 characters that you have to serve <laughs> in 45 minutes. I yeah, it's do. like step by step or something. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Which again would love and and just like that universe where there are a bunch of spinoffs. All the kids have their own show. <laughs> Stop it. All the kids are in a house at college in Oberlin. <laughs> no, no, I hate this. I Oberlin. hate this. Although I do hope that they spin this out into some sort of extended universe or do different things with the Sex and the City IP. I mean, they have to. We all, it, regardless of people's opinions, I mean, we're all watching it and talking about it. Like, Chelsea had the best idea, which is an animated series with Samantha. Yeah. Hold on. Sorry to. Did she. Did she already have the part of. Was it in like the first episode where she like called? Yeah. She, has she made her cameo? We have. No. We have not seen it yet. Okay, I was like, did I? Because I've been watching, and then it just hit me. Uh, that is funny to do it animated. Because I think you could get Kim Cattrall to come back and do the voice of Samantha, but I don't think you're going to get her on set for more than a cameo. Can you imagine how bad it must be for you to turn down being on one of the most iconic television shows of all time? Yeah, it's... It's such a complicated situation. People always ask who we side with in the Kim Cattrall, Sarah Jessica feud. And the answer is no one. Like, yeah, I, I don't either. I see, I see how this happened. I think they're just fundamentally very different women. And, you know, and, there's tension because of that. And there's something admirable about turning down an ungodly amount of money. Oh, yeah. For your principles. I mean, it's inc it, I don't know many people who would do that. As a sellout, I know I was that just going to say, I, I wouldn't. <laughs> well, to be fair, she turned down the third Sex in the City film. They never asked her to be a part of it just like that. So she didn't actually say no to being on the show. Oh, she they knew that she wouldn't because yeah. she turned down the third film. Yeah. Damn, that third film, that's like what have made way more money than a series, right? I mean, I don't know about how much money pays. What do we think about Charlotte's know. kids? Oh, God. I mean... Rock, yes. <laughs> Lily, hell no. I mean, one of the kids, one of the kids of all the children in the show had to have a noddling career. And so glad it's Rock. Yeah. 
that does speak to the times that we're living in. That's I guess that's one thing I I think I miss when I think about Sex in the City versus and just like that is Sex in the City really did have its finger on the pulse of the mm-hmm. culture at the time and what was going on in New York. And it kind of doesn't you we get glimpses of it here and there. But. I think we get I think that's. I think when I hear certain people be like, the show's too woke, which, by the way, using that, I don't want to get it. It's, you shouldn't ever use that word in that way, saying that it's bad, because by being inclusive, it's not a bad thing. But I do think, like, I thought that her being on the podcast, her being really uncomfortable with, like, how open and sexual everything was, is, like, something that would very much happen. Her having a podcast, something that would very much happen. Yeah. Like, there's all these things, like, I think... I think Charlotte's kids being like spoiled brats ultimately and then like rock going through. It's like perfect for Charlotte. And it's exactly what rich Upper East Side mothers are going through at these like very liberal, really expensive schools. So I think that like all of that like really tracks. But do we need those storylines when we could just take that time and be with the main three girls? Yeah, it's not enough care. My point. And then I want to know more about. There used to be so much time of Carrie just kind of like thinking out loud about what's going on. Like, I'm not, we're not understanding where this Eden thing is coming from so intent. Like, why the whole deep dive? Right. I do think the voiceover did add a lot to Sex in the City. And we are a little bit lost without it. I genuinely think the writers just did not enjoy writing podcast fodder. And that's why she just sort of dropped it. Because... <laughs> It's the perfect update of what her column was to just have that be the running commentary throughout the episodes. Although that's always been our question with the original series is, you know, was Steve getting testicular cancer? Did that show up in her article or people reading Mm. (laughs) reading about how Trey can't get it up? Yeah. (laughs) Trey's like reading the New York store. Trey's reading the New York store star being like, fuck Charlotte. Yeah. (laughs) But that's. I mean, those are one of the one of those things we just accepted. Like, yeah, it's her column, even though she's sharing very intimate details in these voiceovers. But yeah, I I think having the podcast would have helped. What did you think of WidowCon? You know, my dad died five years ago, <clears throat> and so my mom is a widow, and still hasn't. Obviously, she's twenty years older than Carrie, but like, I got it a little bit. Like, I, I, like, see, I don't know. But I'm like, is that what you want to do for her? Like, is that what she, I don't know. I'm like, I'm just like, where's the, there used to be these, like, really funny low moments and then things that were, like, very aspirational that you wanted to happen. And there's no, like, aspirational moments happening. Someone, yeah, someone called our hotline and brought up the fact that the main three are not really successful. Mm. Like, Mm. Carrie's book came out. And nothing happened. She didn't even get so much as a Vogue-sponsored dinner for her book, you know? She just got to go to WidowCon and do, like, terrible press for they giving her a fabulous... I don't think she's that... I don't think she's a particularly successful writer. Mm. At least that's the sense we get from the show. Like, no third hour on the Today Show. No Hoda and Jenna talking to her about having love and lost. That's the book, right? Love and Remember? Love love and Lost. Yeah, Yeah. I'm I'm glad Charlotte has a job, though. That's great. Charlotte not working was hard. Also with Miranda not really working. Although I guess she has an internship now. I didn't love the body stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Pia. What was there to (laughs) love? Why the fuck would you have that be her issue it was literally she has a tiny tummy on her gorge bod i know 
fine. And it's like she's never seen like someone that's a size 18 before. She's like looking at this woman like, holy shit. Yeah, it's fine to give. uh, Sure. And then she's empowered and free. Yeah. (laughs) Fine. You want to give Charlotte that storyline. But the resolution is, I I mean, Chell and I called each other before we recorded that episode because I was like, the resolution isn't what I think it is. And she was like, yep. Yeah. There's like a oh, one of you can work here now. Oh well, everything's fine. <laughs> as long off- as I'm not the fattest person at this gallery, it's it's great. <laughs> I'll take off these three pairs of spanks. That's <laughs> I'll the thing throw that- away hundreds <laughs> yeah. of dollars of shapewear on yeah. the spot. It was just uh, it was awful to watch. It made me really sad. It made me really uncomfortable. The woman who was cast as the woman who works at the fucking gallery who's bigger than her. I think that's and, a sad, horrible thing. I think the whole thing is... And you know what? That actress was probably just given her sides for the day and probably not no until the, the context. Yep. didn't realize the context. But the thing is, it's like there is such a gulf between like the intention of the writers with that plot line and how it was received. Because I do think that this was... They thought this was a body positive plot line. Yeah, but I it mean, just... It, obviously wasn't for a show that's clearly trying to go out of their way admirably to do the right thing and include many of the issues that we're dealing with today to put like charlotte with a tummy feeling bad about herself it would and then it would i mean i was shocked Chelsea, also Chelsea's point is that the dress just did look better without the belt like girl you got to take that belt off they love to belt everybody yeah, but that's part of Patricia Field's styling legacy from Sex in the City. It's like, remember when she made people wear like belts over like Sweaters blazers and blazers, like mm-hmm. crazy or just shit. A, a naked midriff with a giant belt. Oh, that was the cutest little boy shorts with the belt and her little like abs under the. It was so. Yeah. Are, are you on TikTok? You're on TikTok. Mm-hmm. Have you seen this Subway Sessions girl that has very Carrie Bradshaw esque outfits like that? Carry outfit with the bare midriff and the belt and the bra with the crop top and the long. No, I haven't seen it. This woman dresses like that every day. Is it working? I mean, it doesn't. (laughs) Could I pull it off? No. Do I like to see other people? Sure. Isn't it amazing how, as people who have all lived in New York for extended periods of time, like when I go back, I'm just like, so anyone just dresses how they want all the time. (laughs) Like, oh, yeah, it's crazy how much fashion has changed in New York since I moved to L.A. even like six years ago, you know, like I'm I'm like, oh, I'm so boring. Like, I'm just I'm not because I don't. I'm, it's not our time anymore. <laughs> it's not our time. But also, where do we go in L.A.? I go to dinner. Yeah, we only go to dinner. That's what we do. I'm not catwalking up Avenue A anymore. You know what I mean? There's no walking down the Bowery for me. I feel so bad for my younger self thinking because of sex in the city that I needed to wear heels everywhere in New York, despite being broke and not being able to like take cabs everywhere and stuff like I wore psychotic. I bought these crazy shoes that were patent leather, like fake slouch with a platform and a huge chunky heel. And I wore them with shorts, with ripped up tights and then like ripped up shorts and a leather jacket with my giant portfolio and my computer, and I walked it from 7th and D where I lived to fucking school. Oh, I remember That's this. That's psychotic. That's mental illness right there. Because of Sex in the City. Because I know? wanted to look cool going to school. Yeah. Well, also, that period, we forget that, like, until Phoebe Philo went to Celine, like, people were not wearing sneakers, like, with mm-hmm. dresses, like, out on the street. It was about, like, high, high, high shoes. Like, mm-hmm. 
there was, you know, like Lady Gaga and like those big McQueen shoes. And like, that's what those it was fucking about. fucking McQueen shoes. Yeah. I was going to say on the other end of the spectrum, I can't believe that I wore just like very thin ballet flats on disgusting oh. New York streets. Barefoot. Oh. I know when you can feel like, <laughs> yeah, you can, can feel. feel the concrete through your like fucked up Rapetto ballet flat. Nightmares. What do you guys love about the show right now? Is about him that, just like that? Yeah, is there anything that's bringing you joy? <sighs> yeah, I, I feel like you're you're moderating two toddlers. You're like, say one nice thing. <laughs> I'm just like that. I think it's the cast and the acting. I think, obviously, the OG girls, spectacular. A lot of the new additions, also wonderful. I love Seema. Yeah, Seema's great because she has bad girl energy. Mm-hmm. And no one has bad girl energy on end just like that because Samantha's gone Carrie is no longer chain smoking and partying and fucking a bunch of random guys. So mm-hmm. it's like we need someone to be that girl. Mm-hmm. LTW is also fabulous and aspirational to me. Yeah. Well, she's the most. I love that they call her LTW. She's like the LSD of. Yes. Yes. I think it's so good. That was on point for mm-hmm. sure. But you can see with Seema <laughs> and LTW and Anthony that they are the Samantha substitutes. Yeah. And the writers have the most fun writing those three characters. That gorge Italian would never go after Anthony like that. Oh, yeah. That was shocking. I did not see that storyline coming. But you know what? I actually don't mind it because I like the aspects of it just like that that are kind of light and maybe, shall I say, Emily in Paris adjacent. <laughs> like, I'm not saying that it's like the best writing or the best stories, but it's light and fun. Mm-hmm. And I'm down for that. Any standout outfits you've liked? We talked about LTW last episode, that winter look with the fanny pack. and mm-hmm. Yeah, that was great. I mean, I think Carrie's Met Gala look was spectacular. It looked better than her wedding look. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sorry, you mean the Met Ball? Oh, sorry. Yes. Why do you think it w- they called it the Met Ball, not I, the Met Gala? I don't know. Is I, really... I want to know how she... Well, I guess she would be somebody who would be invited. How would Charlotte get in- invited? Well, she is on the board. Oh, Charlotte's on the board. Of the Met. But that was kind of briefly addressed and then dropped. I don't know. I don't... <clears throat> LTW bought a table. Yeah. Rich, chic bitch. Yeah. But will not take a ride from her husband. <laughs> How do we think that these fucking three kids that Aiden has are going to treat Carrie? No, please. Yeah, don't wish that into the world. I can't I, take more I can't take more children. Characters. There's three more. Oh, God. There's three more kids. We know. Tate, Wyatt. Tate, Wyatt. See, we don't Bush. know everything. Yeah, we forgot one of them. Whatever, two out of three is is fine. I don't. I can't even believe you know Tate and Wyatt. I mean, we're, I om- we're six sad, disturbed <laughs> people. So I, I almost added Donovan, but I was like, no, that's just the actor Tate Donovan. Did we? Do we know anything about the what? The ex-wife? Yes. She's from, from the preview. It seems to be the actress Rosemary Dewitt, who is. Was one evidently the actress that rats out Miranda and tells the law office she's pregnant from season four. But also that actress in real life is married to Ron Livingston, who played Berger. Oh, wow. Are they not? Are there not enough people? I, <laughs> it, I If it is indeed that actress, which is what people have pointed out, uh, it's or and I think it's on her IMDb as as well at this point. But uh, I think 
if it is indeed the wife of Ron Livingston, I think Daddy MPK couldn't help himself of just how cute that casting is. Yeah. But I do think, and just like that, it is like Law & Order Special Victims Unit or something. <sighs> like, people do just come back. And yeah, I guess there's only so many character actors in New York, you I know? I mean, what? It's like, you know, New York City? You can't fly, you want to fly someone from L.A., maybe? I don't know. It just seems like a lot of... Like, that, who was the guy that she slept with and he was in season three or four or whatever like oh charlotte's ex yes uh sorry i only know him as mariska hargitay's husband yeah he doesn't have a name to me either it's just <laughs> that her husband mariska in, hargitay's in real life, life. Yeah. yeah oh my god why would they do why would they bring him back again like it's so odd like we're not all watching isn't it weird it, i think it's weird but you know, I've I've accepted that there are certain, you know, Fellini-esque elements of the end just like that universe. <laughs> and I've given my pitch, you know, John Hamm. John Hamm. But bring Timothy Oliphant back. Like, he looks like a completely different mm-hmm. man. Like, Scream 2 era Timothy Oliphant compared to Justified or, like, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood Timothy Oliphant. Yeah. That man is aged better. I don't... Whatever. He hasn't... <sighs> He has adult children. It feels weird to creep on someone where you're like, oh, you, your child has graduated college. I feel <laughs> bizarre. I think that's healthy and normal. It is, I mean, because, like, I have friends who have kids and have, like, gone through divorces or have kids with people who they weren't serious with, but, like, had the, like, I'm, like, I have a lot of friends who are <clears throat> navigating dating and relationships with children who are not babies around. And so it's, like... It's been a very interesting thing to watch. This is like a very real normal thing. But like, you know, these are his full children who take up a lot of his life. And my point, Pia, would be like, wouldn't that be an interesting dynamic to explore and not like Rock is modeling this week? Like there are genuine things that have not been explored in television that would be interesting to have the Sex mm-hmm. and City and just like that purview on that. Rock wanting to quit modeling really fast was funny to me there's no stakes. i know they didn't even get their mark jacobs heaven campaign it's truly <laughs> truly sad season three because <laughs> they are so i i feel like they would have wanted i feel like the real rock wanted to continue to model but it was it just needed to be some sort of like charlotte's annoying thing well they had to degradate <laughs> charlotte so much that she's like fine i'll finally go back to work <laughs> i guess these kids don't need me I think it's ironic and really amazing. I like that they kind of did that. I mean, it's sad, and I hope this never happens to All she wanted was children. Yeah. It's like all this woman ever wanted was children so much, and then she got two, and they both can't stand her. (laughs) I mean, that is the age. Like, I have a great relationship with my parents, but I remember in the last days of high school being like, I I don't want to be here right now. I want to be in New York away from you guys. Yeah, I was a full bitch also. (laughs) although at least lily has her songwriting going for her i actually don't think she's bad that's my hot take i would listen to that song you liked madison avenue privilege Uh, that's very lana del (laughs) rey-esque lyrics if you think about it it's not she's not wrong how many episodes are left two or three Three. It's got to be three. There can only be two. Well, we don't know if the 11th episode is a documentary or if it's uh, the finale. What was it last season? It was they did 11 episodes, but the last one was the documentary, was the doc, right? which was my favorite episode, I think, of the show. <laughs> oh, 
don't think you're allowed to say that the documentary, the supplemental the documentary, documentary was incredible. <laughs> it was great. What are you guys, to wrap it up, what are you both hoping to see? Hmm. I'm honestly, I'm just so curious what they choose to do because it seems like a cop-out to have Carrie and Eden break up. It seems like it would signal the end of And Just Like That if she moved to be with him. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. That's where And Just Like That and the Sarah Jessica show divorce just become one <laughs> when she moves upstate with Aiden. I want to see Miranda dating as a queer woman in yeah. her 50s. Like, I think that's really interesting. And yeah, I want Charlotte to have plot lines that don't revolve around being a wife or a mother or, you know, whether or not she should wear a belt. It's awful. Because it's the Charlotte thing. I do, because I, I like Charlotte. Of course. I've, I've always had. Oh, yeah. What's your. We, yeah. How do you identify? <clears throat> and we do it by rising signs. So I'm a Miranda. You tell me what I am. I don't know. I'm a Miranda with a Carrie rising. I'm a Miranda with a Carrie. Yeah, I think so. I'm a Miranda with a Carrie rising, too. I thought you were a Samantha Sometimes rising. Samantha, but. A Samantha Moon. Cuspy. You seem like a Carrie with a Charlotte rising. There's a lot of Charlotte. I mean, I'm like a Pasadena housewife, you know. I cook You're wearing I... polka dots right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but there's a little bit of bra exposed, which is giving Carrie. Yeah, that's the car- the Carrie jumped out. <laughs> I love you guys. Thank you so much. Where can people find you? Um, you can find us on Instagram at every outfit on Sex in the City. We have I was a- like, do you know our handle? Yeah. <laughs> you- <laughs> I, I saw your mind second. reaching there and I was like, girl, are you okay? Lauren's no. having a stroke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like Charlotte, I ate the special brownies before uh, coming on here. And I knew as soon as she took a bite of the brownie, I was like, that's a pop brownie. Yeah, we knew where that was going, but whatever it took to get her, you know, back in the workplace. <laughs> By the way, no no consequences for her teenage daughter for bringing in space cakes. By the way, space cakes were like 10 years ago. These kids have like my little, I'm not going to out family members, but like, those kids take better stuff than I do. You know what I mean? Yeah. They have like Yeah. They're also all about like psychedelics, like mushrooms and stuff now, yeah. I feel. And straight vaping. Yeah. So much vaping. Yeah, so yeah. Someone needs to vape on the show. If we're having this many kids, <laughs> like someone's gotta vape. I'm we need sorry. A vaping child. And we also do a podcast called Every Outfit. Which you can find on, you know, everywhere you can find a podcast. Fabulous. Thank you, ladies. Thank you, Pia. Thanks for having us. Of course. And that, ladies and gentlemen, concludes this week's episode of Everything is the Best. I hope you enjoyed it. Please rate, review, subscribe, all that stuff. Maybe leave a comment. But remember, shitty comments are for shitty people. Go ahead and follow me on Instagram at Pia Baranchini. And I hope you have a fabulous, fabulous rest of your day. Love you. Ciao. note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.